You're good. All right, guys, we're back. We have Ms. Jenny back in the house with us. Hello. And then we have, of course, Donald, as you guys all know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you didn't kick me out this time. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to kick you out again? Wow. You know, as the president of the debate team, I don't appreciate you right now. Today's debate is going to be on washing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, but like, for real, if, like, listen, if you don't shower every day, do whatever you want to do. But, like, at least... Clean yourself down there, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Because this is how people walk around with yeast infections and all of the above. And we don't need that. We already have COVID to worry about. You don't need an extra. You said you weren't going to say anything. Why you put me on blast like that? (laughs) Sorry, I had to use you as an example. I had to let people know. (laughs) The people have a right to know. The people deserve the truth. Well, welcome back to another sex talk with Nurse Jenny. Okay, so, hi guys. Hi. So we ended the last one. Um, you were mentioning how, like, a pap smear, you should start at like twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a confession. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't get my first one till 20, 2019. So I was like twenty-six, I think. It happens. It happens. A lot of people. I had a patient the other day that was. 37 and never had one but she said she's like but i'm a virgin i'm like that does not matter like you should still have a pap smear so there are a lot of people have that preconception that like oh if you're not sexually active or you know mm-hmm. or i guess if you're not sexually active at all like um mm-hmm. that you don't need to get it but no you are supposed to get it like i said in the last episode every three years yeah as long as it's normal mm-hmm. um there's any abnormalities like there's it's like this big logarithm like it depends on your age what the result was if yeah. you know if if they did do an hpv testing on it like um because after the age of 25 if there's any type of abnormality it will we'll automatically like send for an hpv test other than that we won't actually don't start testing for hpv until the age of 30 mm-hmm. but um yeah it's so depending on which your result is we have like a different follow-up plan for it so um, that's why it's like super important to like keep those things like like a record. I mean, now it's so much easier because everything's like online, like an e record. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I personally go to like UCLA Health and I have everything on like my chart UCLA, and you can you know, yeah, you could get that on right there. there. Exactly, yeah. And so, um, but um, super important. Like, I mean, I've had patients that have been like, well, I had an abnormal one, like seven years ago and I was just so afraid to come back and I'm like that's like the worst thing you can do like you should have because it can get worse horrible. like yeah. is that but, I mean and the, or is that just what a, happened is that a Hispanic thing because a lot of people no no yeah this girl I think she was like I don't know I want to say some like Asian Pacific Islander like and um I was like girl come on and luckily thank god you know, when we did her repeat test, everything was normal again, oh, you know, yay. but I'm like, I'm like, good, you know, but like, what if it wasn't? And it you would have had, you know, it's always better to find out anything like um, sooner than later, you know what I mean? Because you can do more, more yeah. interventions or follow yeah. it more closely and stuff. Um, you know, the HPV vaccination is another thing that like they've increased, um, I think now the age is up to 45 before you could get it up to the age of 26. And now, you know, I mean, you get it as early as nine, I'm going to get my son vaccinated, you know, because even though males don't really exhibit any signs of anything other than like warts for the most part, um, you could still be a carrier and pass it on to someone. I don't want him to be passing that on to, you know, anyone. So yeah, I, I'm going to, my first, well, I've only had one pap smear. I cried. Mm-hmm. I was in the office crying. 
I was scared. I did I didn't want to go by myself. I was, I left work early to go and I had to go back to work. And I told my mom, can I pick you up? And can you go? <laughs> Either way, they're not going to let me in the room. So just go by yourself. And I was like crying in there. And then the doctor, I got a really nice doctor. She was actually, she wasn't an OBY, whatever it's called. Sorry. Oh, but you want to have. Yeah. She was like a midwife who had oh, like a yeah. yeah. She was mm-hmm. so cool. She's a nurse she's, practitioner slash midwife, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was so mm-hmm. cool. She's like, don't cry. She's like, it's perfectly normal to feel to feel nervous and to feel scared. And I don't know if she was trying to make me feel better, but when she went down there, she was like, oh, it looks really nice in here. I was like, oh. <laughs> like she made me feel way better. You're like, welcome to my yeah. home. And <laughs> you're yeah. like, welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah, welcome. it's. It's not the most comfortable thing. Like they, you know, it's like a metal speculum or plastic. They have plastic now. And it's not the most comfortable thing, you know. No. You're like, oh my God, somebody's not, you know, but um, it's really quick. Yeah. It, was it doesn't quick. take long. Like, and you know, I mean, it's a preventative thing, you know, like yeah. so I'm always a big like, like advocate. Like it was just like pressure for like five seconds and then it's like mm-hmm. out. She was so yeah. nice, she's like I will email you your test results. She's like, I will forward. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. You know, I, I feel, her. I feel like that's awesome. You women go through. You guys have to go through so much. You women. You get period. You, get a period. <laughs> you can get pregnant. You have to get a pap smear. Like these are all things men don't have to do. Yeah. And yeah. Mammograms at the age of forty. Like. Yeah. Like, I was about so to ask much. that next. And then people are. I feel like. And, and like, it's weird. I feel like people are always like, oh, it's just a girl thing. Like, and they, they write it off as if nothing. But in reality, it's like, this is some serious shit that you guys can go through. Yeah. Because I'm not, I can't get pregnant, unfortunately, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I know some people that are pregnant and we, we've actually recently been talking about their pregnancies. And as a gay guy, you just kind of have to listen. You can't really put input because you really, mm-hmm. you really have no idea. Um, so it's funny. We were talking, they were talking about their symptoms and everything. And I'm just like sitting there on the FaceTime listening. And, <laughs> and, and then at one point they were kind of just like, poor Donald, you're always just listening to our girl problems. And I'm like, in a way, I feel like it helps me understand Mm -hmm. Uh, women have to go through on a constant and with that being said one of them um just text me and she's like can you ask what are the do's and don'ts of sex during pregnancy (laughs) so um it is actually a very healthy thing to do i don't know right that's what got you in this mess okay no just kidding um it's actually a, a good thing to do obviously um as long as you are um, like again, hygiene, hygiene is key for everything, you know, like, um, because as women, if you do have vaginal infection, then yeah, it can, it, you know, like actually a UTI or an untreated like vaginal infection can cause preterm labor on a pregnant woman. So, yeah. So even if you have it, like, cause you know, I mean, when you're pregnant, you have to pee all the time. And like, sometimes you have to hold your pee, right? Like, are you, you know, whatever. So you are like, like if when you go for your checkups, that's why they check your urine every single visit because they want to make sure that you don't have a UTI because, because you go to the bathroom all the time. A lot of people will be like, oh, it's, I'm just going to the bathroom all the time because I'm pregnant. And I have to go to the bathroom all the time when they actually do have a UTI. So if it's not treated, then it became, can become a complication. So that's another reason why they always check, but sex, unless you have any like vaginal bleeding or you're having any like abnormal symptoms that is advised by your doctor not to um it's very you know it's actually a very healthy thing and when women are actually getting ready to go into labor they actually do um recommend that you have a lot of sex because or you know have any type of like nipple uh, simulation because that actually helps like release oxytocin which helps your body like kind of ease into like getting into labor well that makes sense remember ross and rachel yes that's what i was yes yes the nipple thing on friends okay yeah (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of do it a lot of pregnancy stuff that i learned was from friends so (laughs) yeah yeah well phoebe started eating meat again while she was pregnant 
And Joey stopped, right? So then yeah. he did uh, <laughs> the even trade. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's so true. I've had friends that have been pregnant and were vegan. And then were like, I need to eat meat. Like they just have, and it's because they're probably like low in iron because you can become more anemic while you're um, uh, pregnant. So, and then I've had the opposite, like my, um, somebody else I know that like you normally ate meat and really like meat throughout her whole pregnancy, like did not want to see it, did not want to have it. And like, it was like, ugh, like they, and they were actually pregnant at the same time. So it was kind of funny. Cause I was like, oh, you guys both like switched, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they invested a Phoebe and Joy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I I have a question that just came in personally to me. Um, it says, "Is it true that you can get pregnant from pre-cum, or is it a myth?" No, it's absolutely true. <gasps> Damn. Mm-hmm. And you can like um, actually get like so. Let's say, and the, I am. <laughs> guilty of this or a product of this but um <laughs> I didn't get pregnant off pre-cum but <laughs> I wasn't ovulating for like five days and I, me and my uh boyfriend had to slip up and um I was like oh there's no way I can get pregnant like and this is before I became a nurse practitioner this is when I was just a nurse okay so even us as nurses I can be a little like, naive there's not there's so much <laughs> that you need you need to know about I wasn't dealing with that I was just you know in the ER and I was yeah. like no my my ovulation's like like a week away. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to take anything. <sighs> sure enough. Uh, I got pregnant because sperm can actually stay in your vagina up to five days. Oh my God. Wow. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, I get you pregnant. Y'all have yeah. it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. So. And you know what's so crazy too, because, um, and I don't want to get like quoted on this because I don't remember exactly the like percentage, but so like they, back in the day, I know recently they had like maybe within the year or two, they had mentioned about a birth control for men and it was like in the process, but further back then they had actually come up with a birth control for male, but because I think it was like five or 10% of men reported some type of depression that it didn't go through. Shut up. Now, mind you, now, mind you, women are at a higher risk of heart disease, blood clots, um, strokes, all of that for because of birth control. And we have to, you know, there's so many like parameters, but because we're the ones that have to, it's like our problem, right? Yeah. Wow. Beta man has depression. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's Tell another, that's another it. thing, how it talks about, you know, like, the medical like world is a very sexist one, right? Like, tell me about your hard day, Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, what's wrong, Uh, Chad? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I guess I just can't with their privilegedness. Don't even get me started on privilege. Yes. (laughs) I have another question that came in. Uh It says, I'm currently on the vaccine one. I'm guessing birth control. I don't know. It says I'm currently on the vaccine one. You take once every three months or so. Um, The depot shot. So it says ask her if she has any negative things about that one or which one would she recommend? So that one is a progesterone only. The depot shot is a progesterone only method. So um, you're less likely to be affected um, with like the stuff that estrogen causes. So like, like I said before, like the smoking, the uh, higher BMI, um, high blood pressure, um, any of those things that, you know, would be somebody like if somebody had like high blood pressure or any of those other factors, I'd be like, Hey, maybe we should stick to progesterone only method. But like I had mentioned, I think in the previous episode, um, that one can actually put you at a higher risk of, um, decreasing some, uh, bone density. And as women were already prone to osteoporosis. So that's the only thing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is though, if you're like, absolutely cannot have, um, 
any estrogen, then there's the implant. That's another alternative to it. Mm -hmm. And it's good for five years. It's the same exact hormone. Um, they, we inject like a numbing medication in your upper arm, depending on which side, um, usually if you're right-handed, then we do it on the left hand or vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and we numb that skin and then we place like a little rod. That's maybe about, I want to say like an inch and a half. I should know this, but, um, and it goes underneath your, your, your skin and it stays there for five years and it slowly releases the, the hormone. And because it's progesterone only, the, another side effect of that is that you might have, um, like intermittent spotting. And then eventually some women will not have a period at all. Oh, and wow not having a period is not necessarily a bad thing. It actually decreases okay. your chances of like, um, uterine, uh, endometrial cancer, um, because you're not having the raising of your lining, right. Cause if you're not raising it, then you're not shedding it. And, um, so we have patients that will, even with the birth control pills or like the Nuva ring or the patch where they'll skip that, um, week that you're not supposed to have the ring or that you're not supposed to patch and then put in the new, the new ring and then not have a period for like years. And it's actually okay. Well, mm -hmm. well, this is a yeah. lot of information. Yeah. Yeah. It's done. But I mean, it's, it's really, it, it's actually like nice. You can plan things around, like not having to deal with your period, you know, like, um, going on vacation, going on vacations. Water. Yes. Yeah. And not have to worry about it. Um, okay. I have another one. <laughs> okay. Um, is it of, all, of course <laughs> listen you're you gotta think quick think quick remember in i know it's because i got some too that's what i'm saying like <laughs> okay, now go, they're go, coming go. In. you go you go you go because i asked like two, two mine two, are more two. funny okay now um is it possible to bleed in your first trimester of pregnancy yes 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 very very common um if that were to happen um you just kind of monitor yourself for it like a lot of people can have like spotting in their first trimester and be fine but they you might be at a higher risk for like a miscarriage from it so it de depending on what the doctor says depending on what it is um they might tell you you know like hey just relax don't work out right now don't have sex right now um just depending on what the ultrasound shows just like sometimes people can have actually like little blood clots in near the placenta mm -hmm. um we just call it a threatened um uh, abortion um, which people are like, oh my God, abortion, but I'm not having, no, but that's actually just a medical term, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's actually very normal. Um, now, if you're having pain with it, cramping is normal with the first trimester as well, because, um, you know, your uterus is expanding. Your uterus is normally the size of a pear and it's about to be like the size of a watermelon, like, you know, <laughs> so that can, it's not just going to like grow without any pains, you know? Um, so Everything is just you. I, I always recommend to women to, and there's so many like apps now for it, right? Like when I was pregnant with my son, I used this one called Glow and it had it every day. Like you log things like, okay, well, today I had a headache. I'm going to put the headache today. I have. So then when you go to your doctor, you can like actually give them like, look, this is what's been going on. Or I had cramping this amount of days. Like this is how like heavy it was, or if I had any bleeding, um, so that you just monitor your stuff, you know? Gotcha. I got, I got mm -hmm. a fancy question. Um, mm -hmm. The question was, is it normal to look and feel like shit when you're pregnant? And I oh, thought, absolutely. but I think it's a real question. Like, No, it absolutely. Um, they tend to say that when you're having a boy, you're like glowing and your skin's better that it just depends on the amount of hormones that you have. And then usually with a, with a girl, you are, um, you look like shit <laughs> or more like shit and your hair is actually more thin. So they say like, if you're looking like shit, you're probably having a girl. You actually, they, more women re re tend to report more, um, morning sickness with, um, their, a pregnancy when they're pregnant with a woman. But I mean, some people can be have what's called hyperemesis gra gravidum, which is like severe, like um, morning sickness that to the point where you're actually like have to be hospitalized to get like IV fusion so that, yeah, because I mean, there's, and some, some people like usually the first trimester is the one that it causes most of the, the effects, but women can actually have it throughout their whole pregnancy. That's terrible. 
And it's awful. Yeah. Like, as if you guys couldn't have it worse enough. Jesus. Yeah. I'm only, like, mad. (laughs) (laughs) There is an... I lost the question I was going to ask related to that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I I can't. I can't deal with the amount of things when we go through. Is it true that if you have, like, um, like, painful period cramps, that... Mm -hmm labor won't be as bad because you're like used to it um I don't know about that one I don't know I, I haven't heard that but I mean I think if you have high pay, higher pain tolerance then you know like it's like when um I we put in IUDs and we the way we when we describe it it's like it's three really strong period cramps mm-hmm. some women take it like a champ dude like mm-hmm. like they're like oh, oh I had this one girl the other day she was like 19 too right she I, she like didn't even flinch and I was like um are you okay like I kept like having to talk to her through it and she was like yeah I'm fine I thought that was gonna be a lot worse than it was and there's other <laughs> women that are like screaming bloody murder and so if anybody's ever thinking about getting an IUD we always recommend to get it while you're on your period because your uterus is actually like more softened you're already bleeding you're already having the cramping it's not as bad so Oh That's my god! I hope all the straight heterosexual men that are listening mm-hmm. will appreciate their wives or girlfriends, yeah. <laughs> their moms, their sisters, anybody a lot anybody. more. Yeah, because Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Are you listening, Rata de los Patas? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but I think as women, I think the biggest thing that you can, you know, just do is just be your own advocate, like be. Um, you, you when you know something is wrong you, you know like don't like let anybody dismiss your like feelings um I'm gonna share something that's like a very personal but like um last October I got pregnant and um and I'm a medical professional right like and I was having a little bit of cramping and I was like okay this is normal right and then I had a little bit of bleeding which was like nothing right but like I got super paranoid and like, even like my best friends were like, dude, you know, bleeding's normal. And I'm like, something's not right, dude. No. Like, so I happened to be working that day at the hospital, checked in. Um, they were like, okay, so you're, you know, they check your blood to check your like levels of your hormones and they're supposed to rise like that HCG level. Right. And that's supposed to be like tripling, like, or doubling every other day, like in two days or whatnot. And so they were like, your levels are really high, but we couldn't see like a uh, embryo in there. So either you are having an ectopic pregnancy, which means it's not in the actual uterus, it's in your fallopian tubes, um, or maybe you are miscarrying. And that's why, you know, so they like have you follow up in a couple of days, right? I happened to have an appointment the very next day with my primary care doctor because I needed a referral to like my old OBGYN left um, UCLA. So um, I went to my primary care doctor and he kind of like looked at me like, and he was a male (laughs) and he was like, and I loved him prior to this whole situation. Absolutely loved him, had no issues. He was always very attentive to like what I would tell him and everything. And um, he was like, yeah, I think you should be fine. Like you're, don't be worrying. And I'm like, okay, but like, should I, get, should I get my like betas drawn again? And he was like, yeah, he's like, we'll draw them again today. He's like, and then I'll give you a call tomorrow is what he said. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course my nerve, I didn't have any more bleeding. I didn't have any more cramping after that. Like, um, didn't call me the next day and I was freaking out and I'm like, something's not right. Like what is going on? Like I was mm-hmm. so frustrated. Cause if I tell my patient, Hey, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Like, like I'm going to call you tomorrow. Like I, because you don't want to leave somebody hanging, you know, like you actually almost sometimes would tell them, Hey, look, this, if you know, a blood results probably going to get back, like in three days, you tell them five days. Cause you never know if something can happen with the lab or whatnot. Right. Like, so you don't want to give like some expectation. That's not whatever. So <clears throat> eventually like three days later. So that happened on a Sunday, went on Monday to the primary care doctor finally was able to go in and see the OBGYN on a Thursday and um, went in and she was like, yeah, you're having an ectopic. You're having this like rare, um, the, actually the rarest form of ectopic pregnancy 
the embryo had actually attached to my previous C-section scar. And so meaning it's like too low and it was not a viable pregnancy. They had to send me to the ER to like, um, take pretty much a medication that would stop the, like, um, the fetus from like the embryo from like growing. Right. It's like a, like an anti, it's like a chemo agent actually. Um, and then they had to go in there and like remove it. Right. And I remember like the doctors telling me who like the doctors that ended up being like my OBGYN and the, did the surgery and everything like, we're like, what made you come in? We usually don't see these until they're like 11 weeks and they're like a, become a bigger issue. You know, I was only like five weeks pregnant at the time. Like I literally had just find out, found out I was only like one week that I had found out that I was pregnant, you know? And, um, <clears throat> they were like, why, why are you like, like, why did you come in? I'm like, I knew something wasn't right. They were like, well, great job at being your own advocate. Like, you know, being like listening to yourself and not letting anybody brush you off. Like, and so now when like patients come, like, I, you know, I always listen to all my patients beforehand, but like, if my patients are very, very adamant about something, I'm like, okay, you know what? Why don't, you know, I'll go the extra mile. Like, let's just give this person like the, um, benefit of the doubt doubt and like give them ease you know like Mm -hmm. to know that hey maybe something is not right or if if something is right you know like like I've had patients that come in with like um they're like I feel something other than my IUD or like I'm not sure like if I'm feeling for and sure enough their IUD is like halfway out of their uterus and I'm like well good job that you came you know like because some people might just brush that off you know like and not think anything of it so um but yeah, it was like, it was obviously really hard, you know, cause you're like, great. Like, what are the chances of this happening? And like, you know, it's like the rarest thing for me to happen. And it was hard, you know, like, but, um, I'm okay now. And thankfully, you know, that I listened to my body because, mm-hmm. um, they, like, I mean, they even talked about like when they did the surgery, of course they have to t- give you like the worst outlook, you know, like, um, they're like, you know, if you you don't stop bleeding, we might have to give you a blood transfusion. And if you don't, even if that doesn't work, then we might have to remove your uterus. And it's like, like, you're like, what the fuck? And, and like, I remember even telling like my friends that, and they're like, you know, they had to say that. And I'm like, I know, but it's still like harder being on the other side of, Mm -hmm. you know, the situation. Like, um, but I mean, that's why, like, I'm always a big believer of, like, if you, like, and sometimes I like have patients that come in about, like, their birth control, and they're like, I don't feel right with it, or it's making me crazy, and I'm like, okay, well, then let's, let's get this, but, you know, if it's, like, a long-term method, like an IUD or an implant, I'm like, okay, well, let's remove it, and let's figure out if this is what was causing it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's, you know, I mean, birth control is a great thing, but it also can be not so great for some people, and you have to think of, like, different alternatives, um, so I think just you, as, you know, even as a male, like anyone, like just being your biggest, like health advocate is like one of the, like, that's your power. It's your body. It's your health. Like you need to take charge of it, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I mean, it's just so frustrating too. Like when you have patients that will be like, well, what pill are you on? I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm like, how do you take something every single day and, and not know what that pill is? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. first of all, thank you for thank sharing you for that sharing story. That. That's yeah. Personal, that's private. And um, it's not easy to share it that. It takes a lot to share something like that. So thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. I, I think it goes off with what we talk about here, how it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And it's okay that things happen, bad things happen, but I think it's okay. You know, you're doing it. I think you're doing a good job. I mean, you told this story thank without you. crying. I got know. I'm like, what's going on with her eyes? <laughs> just like, twinkle no, I mean, no, I mean, honestly, dude, like it, and it's, it's really crazy. Cause you know, and I mean, not to put like my family on bass or something like that, but you know, like I had people telling me like, but you know, it was so early, you know, these things happen. Like, you know, you, you more than anyone know, you more, you more than anyone know, like you were really early, like, like almost like trying to dismiss like the realness of my pregnancy. And I was like, dude, that's not what I want to hear right now. Like, I want you to, to be there for me. And, you know, so that's why I'm like, yo, I'm so sick and tired of, I mean, people had been asking me like, you know, like, I mean, I remember being at my work holiday party. I was like six weeks postpartum with my little one. 
And people are already like, when's your next one? When's your next one? Like people are always asking like, and it's like, dude, you when's don't. So one? recently, up until recently, when people have told me like, when are you going to give little Worcester a brother? Like, when are you going to give or a sister? And I'm like, oh, you know, I actually like had an ectopic pregnancy in October. And then they're like, oh my God, don't ask these people their questions. It's none of your business, dude. You don't know if people are trying to get pregnant. Like, you don't know if people are, you know, having a hard time or have had miscarriages. Like, yeah. Or like your own goddamn business. Yeah, like, like to someone like me, 28, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to start having kids? Like, that's the one of the biggest things that annoys Ugh. me and gets to me and like makes me angry makes me want to cry yeah no it's so frustrating I mean I had a little whisper when I was I got pregnant at 33 I was 34 and like I mean I I mean I had I had aunts that were asking me since I was 19 when are you gonna have a baby and I'm like oh, are you gonna take care of it you're gonna raise it you're gonna give it financially like you know um and it's really frustrating. I used to, I've, oh my, and then, so, and, and the questions don't stop Maggie. Cause then once, if you, once you have a kid, then it's, when's the next one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I can't. It's like pass that check over. Cause if you want to, you know, have me have another child, Jesus. They're expensive. They're it's super so expensive. Yeah. Um, but, I have um, another question. Mm-hmm. Um, is there possible long-term effects of using plan B? If so, what are they? Um, no, but it's, I mean, it's, if you're going to like, I, I, I do have patients that come in and they're like, no, I don't want to put anything hormone, but like they come literally like every month for a plan B or every two weeks for a plan B. And it's like, you realize it's the same hormones, right? Like, yeah. Um, not a, no, I mean, I'm not shaming anybody, but like, if that, if that you're having an issue where you constantly have to keep doing that, um, you can, um, irregulate your period that way. Uh, because you know, it's a hormone that's trying to stop you from getting pregnant. Yeah. So it can throw off your period a little bit. That's the only downfall, but is there a bad, bad thing about taking it often? No. I mean, what's the consequence, you know I mean? What's the alternative, right? Like, You got to do what you got to do, you know? Um, but we always try to like advocate on people to like either, you know, some people don't want to have any hormones. Then, then maybe the Paragard IUD, which is the copper one is mm-hmm. better for you. But you know, that has its downfalls because it can make your period longer and stronger. And, um, but it's good for 12 years. So, I mean, I have patients that love it, you know, like, and they're like, yeah, after a while, your periods get, you know, they're not as bad as the beginning or you get used to it or whatnot. But um, there's all other different, like, I mean, one that I feel like I tend to prescribe a lot to my patients is like the diaphragm. That's something that was like super popular, like in the 80s and 90s, you know, but I mean, it just takes a little bit more thought process because it's almost like the ring, like you have to put it in there, right? But like this, you have to put it in before you're going to have sex. You can't you know so uh, see i didn't even know what that was i know it was mentioned in France. yeah I never knew <laughs> yeah and also in sex in the city <laughs> i remember in uh, episode sex in the city uh oh, um, right? what's her name uh carrie got it stuck and like samantha had to help her go in there and get it, <laughs> it <would be> dead. <laughs> i am dead right yeah. now that would be yeah. That would be man. Because she had a manicure, <laughs> she couldn't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a real friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even though they hate each other in real life, they were best friends. I know. <sighs> that makes me so sad. That's another. I know. Uh, Not to go way off topic, but did you hear they're doing another like a reboot type thing? I don't know. Oh, really? really? Yeah. yeah. It's what was it called? Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's not gonna have Samantha, and I'm like, uh, can't. How do can you not have Samantha? How can yeah, you not have Samantha. Like, well, Samantha that's like when they did like the Carrie Diaries, which I know is like totally different. But I was like, oh no, no, don't even try. You don't even yeah, try. I don't know. It's too young. Yeah, I never, I never watched it. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> but yeah, sex, that's Sex in the City. Yeah. And I love having sex in the city too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in the movie. Uh, oh no, not in the movie, but that like when she was in France. We love sex. You love sex. We all love sex. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> when they go to Dubai or Dubai, right? No, no. Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, she drops all the condoms in her purse. Yes. Condoms. Condoms. <laughs> oh my god. She or her? They take away her. Um, what did they take away? Her face cream. Her um her. Uh, estro- estrogen. Her hormones. Products. Yeah. Yes, for her menopause. Yeah. And she's like eating all this hummus. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I got another question. This is going way off, not way off topic, yeah. but it, instead of more serious, we're gonna it's like a little bit more fun. Um, I got where'd they go? I got two funny questions. It said, What's your favorite time of day to have sex? And what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you while having sex? Um I know that's hard my to favorite. Probably early in the morning from prior to having kids, first thing in the morning, right? Like that was best being woken up to this, yes. Um and then the most embarrassing thing. I thought of one. Okay, I don't have I don't I can't I don't know if I can remember an embarrassing time, but I with the Nuva Ring, the only time one time that I had an issue with it, um I must have like started my period right when I already had the ring in. And I guess when I pulled my tampon out, it must have come out at the same time. And I didn't like find it right. So then I remember like being in the shower later trying to like find it and I could not find it. <laughs> and I I was actually in nursing school at the time and I had to like um and it was like the most embarrassing thing ever. Like I had to ask my boyfriend at the time, like, dude, I need you to do like a vaginal exam and try to find the ring. <laughs> like, oh my God. I, I was like, go on your hands properly. Let me see your, you know, like your, your, your nails. Like, okay. And then he was like, dude, I don't feel anything. I was like, are you sure? Like, and yeah, oh I guess that's, God. but that only happened once in the 10 years that I was on the remover ring. But um, yeah, that yeah. was, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, I, I had one embarrassing story of mine. It's not even that embarrassing, but it's pretty funny because, uh, so obviously after, after completion and orgasm, like sometimes uh-huh. like your, your body's just releasing like the, uh, and then it yeah. was so funny because it came out, like it came out, but it was like, so like porn star status that it was fucking hilarious that like it kind of ruined the moment for a bit because we started cracking up I, was just like, I thought you were gonna say you sounded like the Grinch when he's doing yoga You're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god is it just like you never you don't expect it and then it happens yeah like the funniest thing I guess that to me it was funny um <laughs> I have another question that just mm-hmm. came in. It says, is it normal to not get your period for two years? And this person is not on birth control. Um, no. However, um, things that can factor in for that long um, could be um, weight. The higher the weight, the more irregular that you can actually become. Um, however, if somebody, if somebody were to not have a period for three months, I would then be like, hey, let's do some hormone testing. Let's just make sure that there's nothing going on because there could be um, something going on with either your like your thyroid or your pituitary gland, right? Because your pituitary gland is what's in charge of your uh, hormone regulation. So um, let's just check those things first, you know? Yeah. Other things that can cause it um, are like ovarian cysts can also cause like some irregularity. There's a thing called PCOS which is poly, I should know that polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. And um, that can also cause like irregularity of periods. So there's like different tests that they have to do for that. Um, Like the the hormone test, like your um, uh, TSH, your prolactin, um, even your um, FSH, they'll check all that stuff. And then they'll even sometimes do like an ultrasound um, to make sure that that's not what the case is. So not necessarily normal. So definitely that person should definitely go get that checked out. Well, it says that she got her hormones tested and they said it, that they were normal. Mm. 
It could be any of the other factors like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Or like I said, like um, the BMI. You cannot, cannot. That's why like if you, you ever watched that show, um, I was pregnant. I didn't even know it. A lot of the people are more likely on the overweight side on that because that can cause. And so people be like, I just didn't have, I don't have a period regularly. I didn't think anything of it. That so. show, those dramatizations in that show. Oh my god! Oh my god! I couldn't. I I felt like it was too fake to be real, but I also knew that that probably meant it really was real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I had a I, I when I was working in the ER once, I had a patient um, that was like complaining of abdominal pain. She was a little bit on the over like overweight side, right? And she, right, you know, sometimes in the ERs you'll have like these hallway beds, right? And um, it's just we have no more room so we have to put them in the hallway right and um she I remember her like um pacing back and forth and she was like oh like it just hurts to like you know sit down and we were like and she was complaining of so much pain that she kept asking for pain medication right so one of the things that we do before we give you a pain medication is we have to check you if you're pregnant because there's certain medications that you can't take while you're pregnant right yeah. And sure enough, I was like, um, did you know you're pregnant? And she's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, she, and we're like, yeah. And so then they send her for an ultrasound, dude, right? Why was she like 37 weeks pregnant? <gasps> oh my. She was God. legit oh in labor. And I remember telling her, like, can you please get back in your bed? Like, can you please get back in? Because she kept pacing back. I'm like, homegirl was like in full bone labor, having contractions. Oh my god! So and didn't even know it. Wow! That, see, another thing women go through. Like see, <laughs> this episode should just be called "Women We Go Through." Yeah. It. Honestly, <laughs> I don't even but know yeah. why we hate each other so much, or we go. Through I know. Like, I know. Be there to support one another. Like yeah. honestly, we should be empowering empowering each other instead, right? Like, I, I got one question. I think this is probably the last question. I think. Oh um. I have one more too, but yeah. It's not it's not sex related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we should because it was asked. Um <laughs> has, uh they recently watched a video about take of having their gallbladder removed and mm-hmm. take bile after the surgery when you have stomach issues or weight gain. Is it true? Wait, say that part again about the hold on, I'm just oh, gonna see she said. I, mm. I got my gallbladder removed. I recently watched a video talking about having to take bile after the surgery when you have stomach issues or weight gain. Is this true? I don't get the question. I I I don't. Yeah, I don't understand it too much. If they're trying to take bile, I've never heard of that. But I'm also not a GI specialist, so I'm not sure. I asked the question. That's all we had to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you can develop like pancreatitis if your gallbladder like that's one of the like usually like gallbladder um, surgery is something that is done elective um, unless there's some type of like actual infection or if it's affecting other organs such as your pancreas then they'll do like an emergency Um, so like there's times where pregnant women um, because people that are at a higher risk of having gallbladder issues um, I think it's like the five f's female fair so like light skin right like so latinas and white people um fatty over 50 um and fertile right like childbearing age um are at a higher risk of gallbladder disease and so there i when i first started working in like um as an rn i worked in this floor that's called med surge which is kind of like everything like the basic right and i would have so many young girls like literally just after having their baby or like having a newborn at home coming in for their gallbladder removal because they f- were having the pains while they were pregnant or it got exacerbated while they were pregnant, but you can't have surgery like that while you're pregnant. So they had to pretty much suck it up for like the amount of time that they were yeah. pregnant. And then after having the baby schedule their, their um, gallbladder removal, which sucks because you're like in the hospital away from your baby, like just, you know, 
Yeah. Terrible. I'd have, pa- I mean, cause this was pre COVID, right? So like I'd had patients that would come and then the, the, the family members would bring the baby so that she can like, you know, breastfeed them a couple of times during the day. Or, and then they would be pumping the rest of the time, you know, to like start. But... Oh my God. Maggie, mm-hmm. what was the question that you had? Um, is early menopause a thing? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It also depends on too what your genetics are. Right. So a lot of the things like that's why like you mimic your um, mom's side, like when you start your period, when you um, like when your mom goes through menopause and that's probably like a good like predictor of when you're going to get it. But yeah, we've I've had patients in their like early 40s that can. Is it is it true that because I always hear this, but I don't know if it's a myth or whatever, but usually if you get it, if you get your period at an early age, you're old you're going to get menopause at an early age? Mm, not necessarily. No. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I get scared. I'm like, oh my God, what if I get menopause and I don't get to have a kid? What am I going to Yeah, do? no. <laughs> very <laughs> unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Got it. you're fine. Like- I remember I, I remember turning 30 and I was like, I'm never going to have kids. I went every single year to like my, my doctor that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause for a very long time I didn't have insurance. And then once I became a nurse and then I turned 30, right. So I had a doctor and I'd be like, can we freeze my eggs? And she'd be like, That's what you're I fine. And she'd be like, you're <laughs> fine. And I'm like, and the, the next year I would come back. I'm like, okay, let's talk about freezing my eggs. She's like, <laughs> no, like it's so soon. And so then when I got, you know, 33, almost 34, like when I got pregnant, she's like, so I'm going to go ahead and collect all that money that you were willing to pay because I saved you all that money. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so when should you yeah. consider freezing your eggs? Because sometimes I'm like, should I be even looking into that? Because like I say like 35, they say that is when you should think about it. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm turning 30 October, 2022 and wait, when's your birthday? October. October what? 19. Oh, my son's the 20, the 22nd. So he's still a Libra, right? He's a Libra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's still a Libra. He's right on that cusp. Yeah. He's a cutie. (laughs) He's crazy like you, Maggie. In a good way. (laughs) That's that's why we got along. That's why I love him. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, you in 2022, you're fine, dude. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. I'm so fine. I mean, I'm not even 29 yet, but you know. Yeah. No. No. Remember, remember we lost a year because of COVID, so it's 20. Yeah, years, technically. Again. I'm turning 28 in October. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. But My mom looked at me, she's like, <gasps> But trust your instinct, remember. That's what she said. That's your biggest takeaway from this episode is to trust your own instinct more than ever. Like, I think you mm-hmm. want right now. Oh, you know what I want? But to at the same you? time, don't go on the Google because if you go yeah. on Google to search all your symptoms, you're gonna die. There, there's a lot yeah. of people that I know that they like have a cut and they go on Google and they're like, "I'm gonna die." Yeah, <laughs> I have cancer. I'm gonna die. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I I don't know if this is like in your field, but um, you know what's like popular? That keto diet is so popular today. Yes. Like, is that healthy? It's uh-huh. not healthy, huh? No, it's not that healthy. Um, I mean, you just have to do it really well because it actually, that can put you at a higher risk of like having gallbladder issues because of like the high fats. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, I always wonder. It's like so many, so much cheese and cream and like. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. It I is, it, I mean, the keto diet in a sense, it's the Atkins diet. Like it, that's exactly what it is. It's like, high fat, high protein. Um, it's not good for your heart either, dude. All that fat, not good for your heart. Like I'd be like people put posting pictures, you know, like, and I have friends and nurses that do it and, and they're like bacon wrapped in or cheese and bacon wrapped. And I'm like, you go, come on, you know, that's not good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, how is that? Because some of these like meals, I don't understand for the same reason. I'm like, how is that helping you lose weight? Like, that's not, I don't, I feel like it's just not healthy for the heart, for like no. mm-hmm. your body. Like. Honestly, like just a well-balanced diet, trying to do like a lot, I mean, a lot easier said than done. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, water, <laughs> yeah. a lot of water, like try to decrease like soda and stuff like, you know, anything processed to do something that it, 
So, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to like have it every once in a while to like not deprive yourself, but everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is why I don't diet. This is why I don't diet. <laughs> and I gave up so, on but it's just all the good stuff is so bad for you I mean I'm assuming like drugs too right like not good for you but so, not that I do a lot of drugs but you know. <laughs> <laughs> my mom might listen to this but <laughs> you're talking about Advil you know ibuprofen mm-hmm. Motrin, you know that's what you're talking about when you say drugs yes exactly so my birth my- control <laughs> My daily intake of carbs is fine, you know, as long as I yeah. have vegetables and water and fruits and protein. Yes. yes. And you work out, like, even just, like, a little bit of <laughs> cardio a day. I was like. <laughs> Does that mean work outside? Because sometimes I do work outside. <laughs> I know. Um, hey, so- dancing, just put music on and dance. <sighs> I got too fluffy since the last time I put on a show. God, me too. Um, Let me tell you, this quarantine has not been the business. I literally like gained weight, lost weight, and then gained it all back again. And then mm -hmm. (laughs) not fun, not fun at all. I did a detox. Remember Donald? And I lost like 13 pounds and they all came back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're all here. Anytime people lose weight, (laughs) I end up finding it for them. So yeah. With that being said, I want to thank you again, Jen, for coming on. Oh, no. Thank you. It was so much fun. Your story. I hope it was helpful for some people out there. I, I feel I'm like we too. might have to do another one like later on. Because That's what I was going to say. I feel like, like an after, endless. I feel like after people hear these two episodes, they're going to they're, they're yeah. gonna get all the questions. Like, when is Jen coming back? We have all these questions. So, um, <laughs> I'd be like, we'll try. <laughs> well, we're charging now. We're charging <laughs> Per question. <laughs> just, give us a, yeah. just give us a rate, Jen, so we can charge the... I know, right? <laughs> has a child to feed and we have stomachs to feed. So yes. We're in this money. Thank you for giving us some of your time for Babu. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. You guys know how much I love your shows. I know. I like I like right to, like, on my the way to, one one. to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like cracking up. Like, <laughs> and it gets me in a good mood, you know, when I get to work because you guys are hilarious. That's all we ask for. That's so. all we try to do. For real. <laughs> I have Bad Bunny on our next episode. I mean, just saying, I don't know. I'm just going to say there's a couple mm. that will be coming out sh- soon that they, I feel like they topped some of our funnier ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. I want to say again, thank you. And I want to say bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you so we much, you guys. Um, we'll talk. We'll, well, you guys will listen to us soon. Bye. Bye. bye.